Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Thank you for tuning in, listeners. Uh, Today, we're going to talk to you a little bit about kind of stuff from the director DP side of things, um, organizing production when you're in production. Um, We have a great guest to go along with the second half of this segment later on. You'll get to meet him. Um, And well, let's dive right in, I guess, right? So when you are starting to film anything, obviously, you've got to get your crew, you've got to get your equipment, all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's more to it than that, you know, location, all that jazz. But before you start, that's what you start with. Yeah, so, you write your script, mm-hmm. you get a storyboard going together. But once you have all that, I mean, before you actually jump into production, you've got right. to start with, yeah, your crew and your equipment. Right. But um, on the, line, the lines of, like, getting to the point where you meet a DP, mm-hmm. like, you want to have, you know, your script mm-hmm. written out. You know, and then you, of course, do all the location stuff. That's what you mean. Like, have that all figured out. Right. But to, like, I feel like it's, you really can start to feel your vision come to life when you get, I mean, at least from my mm-hmm. point of view, like, the feedback comes from the DP. Like, mm-hmm. whether they're like, yeah, that that works. And, and like, this, I don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we you need the camera all the way up there. So it's, like, very important, I think, to have at least the, like, that, right off the bat yeah together put together when before reaching out to a dp mm-hmm. um because the more information you have the better off you'll be yeah i mean i know for us like we didn't know anything about <laughs> cameras and all that kind of stuff when we started and we've definitely learned a lot you know but like going into it with the mind of okay well this is what i want it to look like and working with a dp that could be like okay well if you want to get that you've got to get these lenses if you want to get that look you've got to do this and this is going to cost this much and like that was a huge help you know on our first project was to have a dp that knew what he was talking about because we didn't right. you know at that exactly. time and that's that's the important thing of finding a good DP is he should know, like, you know, obviously mm-hmm. the equipment that's out there and what you need to create the shots, as well as maybe like helping you figure out the best way to save money. Like, I, mm-hmm. I feel like the DPs that we love to work with, like, know how to not make you spend, you know, the same <laughs> amount that they would necessarily on a like a million dollar budget right. crew set. Um, so something I really like is when they're like, yeah, you you really just need, you know, these this kind of gimbal that's going to help stabilize your shots, mm-hmm. not to get too technical and like, but just these set key pieces. And I think, um, you know, it's amazing, especially if you're doing an independent filming, what mm-hmm. few pieces that are crucial, but will help you get the shots done. Yeah. So, I mean, I just 
to get into a little bit more on the on the like equipment side things like even if you're trying to start get get build a skill on filmmaking and you're going to even go shoot with what's available out now which are these lovely things called iPhones <laughs> yes and um you know I I just got an iPhone X and I've been using like the X iPhones to capture film and it's like get a really good gimbal study cam like a DGI mm -hmm. and you can create amazing footage just there yeah now uh, you can get invest in other things like make sure you have the right lighting and sound so mm -hmm. we invested in getting like um the zoom uh for for sound yeah. as well the zoom six because we you can get up to four six inputs mm -hmm. and then um as well as uh the boom which has been super helpful to get yeah. our audio so like things like that like get your base get a good sound with get labs get some some lighting things and it's amazing like what you can start to do mm -hmm. but it's also i think it's amazing what you can also rent out there for also yeah. really cheap than having to throw hundreds of dollars off the bat if you're starting out and looking to get certain uh pieces together so i think what were the the places uh share grid is what we've had the most success with um i yeah. mean there's definitely other sites out there and i'm sure they're also great but i know that's what we've continued to use um which has also been really cool because we've actually met other filmmakers that way too you know it's yeah. obviously these people with this equipment are filmmakers and sometimes it's just hey here's the exchange the money that, like let's go other times you actually can build a relationship with someone you know and so that's just a cool little added I bonus think that's to how it. we became <laughs> friends with alexandra Boyle. yes if you guys remember her from first season that's exactly how we met her um which is awesome yeah. um but it's such a yeah like renting equipment is a great option because equipment can be really expensive you know and sometimes you need you need a certain piece of equipment to get the certain kind of look or shot you want for a specific project and you might never use that again you know what i mean exactly. so that's, that especially is a great instance when like the black arm that we used in our western oh um but which is like this giant picture gorilla arm that will hang <laughs> off of a truck mm -hmm. like we're never going to use that again necessarily like soon we yeah no like, time you know, soon no for time sure soon um but it's like it, get the share grid found mm -hmm. it easy done another great way too though is you know especially once you start building your network of um reliable filmmakers that you know is finding people that have their own equipment you know mm -hmm. if if you don't want to invest in a Especially camera DPs, yeah exactly this is for sure yeah um if you don't want to invest in a camera but you know enough about cameras to know hey i want to use you know a red to shoot this or whatever find a dp you know that has one <laughs> you yeah, know, especially living in la you're guaranteed to find <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> absolutely chances are if they own that camera they probably know how to work it mm -hmm. and you can get a better package deal too as far as their day rate goes i mean mm -hmm. not all the time but a lot of the ones we've built relationship will put if since we're using them and their camera mm -hmm. they'll kind of do a package deal which helps so much yeah um and and also because they know like that's their camera they feel comfortable and they know what lenses are going to work and they mm -hmm. may even have the lenses already and it's like again saves you time and money trying to to figure it all out but again i think a a good tp dp will have the knowledge of all those things and mm -hmm. how they they will they should have some stuff yeah and um and be able to come to you with solutions which mm -hmm. is like 
the best yeah <laughs> when you're like struggling trying to figure out how the shot works and and that's where they're there to support you in those ways yeah. but you also as a director of filmmaker it's your job to come to them prepared with your vision a clear mm -hmm. concise way and and i think i um will definitely get more into that later on yeah but i mean touching on that a little bit more like people knowing their specific craft you know on set is so important that you are not just hiring people that you know or that you can afford but making sure they're people that know what they're doing for that job they're doing you know mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. i know that that we personally have and i've been on sets where the sound person for instance has never run sound before you know what i mean and oh my God. it's like sometimes it can work out it's, it's yeah. a relatively simple thing but if you are working with someone who has done that and something comes up you know it gets really windy or whatever like they're gonna know how to fix that and you know we think of that for a dp for camera because that seems like the main thing you know yeah. the main piece of equipment but even when it comes to lighting, you know, have a gaffer that knows where the lighting should be placed and how, yeah. you know, I mean, all that stuff coming together. And something to think about, too, is um, with independent filmmaking, you find a lot of times that you are, you know, the writer and the director and the producer. And if that's what you want to do, great. If that's how it has to fall on, great. But if you don't feel like you know what you're doing directing, for instance, but you have this great script and you want to see it, you know, made find someone that does, you know, and it's all about just yeah. knowing what you're good at and making sure that you are bringing on people that know what they're doing. <laughs> and vocalizing your strengths and your weaknesses mm -hmm. up yeah. front mm -hmm. is probably, yeah, the best way to do it because you can, uh, we've been up front, like when, especially starting out with the DPs, mm -hmm. it's like, we have no idea what this means, but we're going to learn like the lingo the best we can. And then, um, and then, but this is not our strength, so yeah. help us. And they'll, and they're always, they should be willing to do that. And they, and then they know where they're not going to just throw, you know, mm -hmm. terminology at you that you have no idea what you, that means or what yeah. that is. And I like also, especially too, when you're, if you're green in this and, and they're, you know, um, production if you're working with a production company or a dp to to produce a film and they're telling you you need to get this this and this and you know i especially for me starting mm -hmm. out i'm like i have no idea what any of these tools yeah. are i like was kind of getting a little paranoid just because i don't want to buy and rent stuff i did not need right so just so then i educated myself because mm -hmm. i was like i need to know what every single piece of equipment that is on this list what it does what mm -hmm. how it functions i don't need to know how to function it but i need right. to know what is its purpose so when you get a breakdown list from a dp or a production company and especially if you're green in this um, I, I highly suggest do that do the yeah. work that you're supposed to do mm -hmm. <laughs> and like and research every piece of equipment so you don't get oversold so you can be like you know i don't need that extra extra little whatever yeah. thing that's there on the side because that but yeah it all adds up and as independent filmmakers you know we're <laughs> trying to we're trying to make the best shot look the best it can but you know we you know there's a million other things money needs to yeah. get to. well i mean you have to a be careful not to be taken advantage of that's important but also yeah. be you know if for say a DP has this camera in mind with this lens he wants to use with this filter and this and this and this and 
you know, maybe he's not trying to take advantage of you. Maybe he's not trying to oversell it, but this is his ideal package. You know, you have to, again, do that research and talk to him. Hey, I don't think we quite need all of this. Let's do it like this. When you know what the equipment does and you know how to get the look you want, you know, at least to some degree, you can talk to him about that and you can talk him down. Hey, I don't think we can afford this package, but what if we just get rid of this lens and do it this way? You know, and I mean, a good DP will be straightforward with you yeah. and be like, you know what? Yeah, you know, it's going to achieve the look like this. You're right, but it's not going to be quite like mm-hmm. maybe how you envision because, of course, they're the experts, right? But a good DP will tell you, like, you know what? Yeah, that that is doable. We can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, just know you might miss out on this and this, but if that's not important, like that's okay with you. Yeah. Yeah. It will save costs. So cool. Like, let's do that. You know, they'll, they'll, they should, a good DP will work with you like that, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to help you achieve again, the look right. for if you are a tight on budget. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that's been super important. I think to us is just making sure yeah. we, like, as we grow, we know, all the doing the research on our end knowing mm-hmm. what all these moving parts are and and also like if you you need to also research on how to talk to a dp like as far as what kind of materials you should present to them and mm-hmm. and, as, and knowing their language too you know yeah. for for anyone in any different department of film having some idea of how to speak to them in their language you know yeah, what i mean exactly. it's, it's super helpful and it just and it's keeps... okay if you don't right away like i mean yeah. we Takes time to Lizzie learn. say, you know, she called an apple box, something else. And it, it takes time. I <laughs> yeah. think eventually, again, if you're just open about where you're at and honest about that and are okay to grow, mm-hmm. like you're open to growing yeah. and not being completely ignorant to how, you know, professionals who are respected and, mm-hmm. you know, should be respected and taken seriously in their craft, then, you know, I think it's it makes a good team as long as everyone's on the same page there, yeah. you know. And something I just thought about, too, that we should bring up, um, you know, if you maybe you're new to L.A. or whatever market you're in or you're just new to filmmaking, maybe you've always been an actor or, you know, whatever. um, If you don't really have a network yet of people to work with on your crew, how do you find them? Um, Oh, yeah, good. Good point. Yeah. I mean, there's there's tons of websites. Um, I mean, even like LinkedIn and Facebook and stuff like there's so many places you can find people. But sometimes it's hard to know, like what you know they might have a reel but it's if you're thinking okay so i'm gonna look at this person as a director and here's their reel well you know how much of what they've done was good writing or good cinematography versus their actual direction you know what i (laughs) mean like sometimes it's hard to tell um so i think it's really important when you are trying to find people obviously you look at their resume have they done stuff of the caliber that you need them to know or you know what is their day rate all that kind of stuff but to look at their style like are they have they made the sort of movie you mm-hmm. want to make you know like that mm-hmm. came into play with our western um do they shoot in a sort of, the sort of look that you want you know because even though the director might not be the cinematographer, they have a say in what that look is, you know? So it all just, it all comes together. Um, but yeah. And they're the, experienced in that look right. too. You'll get to get, I'm like, oh, they tend to do like horror films, for instance. Yeah. And they kind of get that vibe. They know exactly like the the colors that really mm-hmm. work with it. And they can even give you advice on, you know, like, hey, I think this could enhance. That's, yeah, their job is enhance the look by making the light like this and mm-hmm. whatnot. So I yeah, the 
do thorough research. Yeah, for make sure. sure you mesh with someone, and you don't. You're not just impressed by their resume. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Because um, they might they they might surprise the later on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's been super important. Um, and and what else, Tessa? Like, what else do we got? So DPs. DP's director. Cruise, I mean, you know, with the PAs. crew, like, I think. Oh, oh go ahead. I, I will say, okay. Mm-hmm. Lesson. Another <laughs> lesson learned from Femmeguard Productions. <laughs> um, like, really talk to every single person you're hiring. Like, that seems like a no-brainer. But, like, we're working on one thing and, and you're like, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I, like, we trusted our DP to bring on certain crew members that they've worked with, which is, like, we were kind of doing a stressful shoot and we needed to make sure he felt comfortable with mm-hmm. his team. So we said we went ahead and okayed it like whoever, cause their rate was reasonable. We trust that they've worked on it, but I, my like to like my word of advice is still go out, like either meet them or have a mm-hmm. phone call or something to make sure they are, they're not only cool with the DP, like that's great and all, but then they like, you're the director on set and you're not jiving with that person mm-hmm. or they're breaking things and <laughs> not taking <laughs> ownership of it and stuff and, and just being a real piece of work. Um, all that could be avoided if you had a phone call and you're like, you know what? Um, I know you really liked this person, but they don't seem like there's someone I'm gonna be able to work with on mm-hmm. set. So. I mean, just because the DP gets along with them, you need to make sure you do too, which yeah. seems like a no brainer. But when you're like, okay, like I trust the DP to, you know, bring mm-hmm. on certain crew members. It's like, I, I lesson learned. I, I want to, as a director, producer, yeah. I'm going to make sure I have a phone call at least with like the next people. Because like, I mean, I think it's, it goes back to that whole, like people, some people do just want to take advantage of you. And sometimes people don't have that intention, but you get screwed over anyway, because you didn't take that extra step of doing your own research. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because recommendations in Hollywood, and I've talked like about this several times with friends. It's so funny because it's like, I have so many actor friends, you know, I really, I'm out here for acting. That's what I started with and everything. I've been in classes with so many people. I've met so many people Mm -hmm. that are actors, but I've probably seen a third of my actor friends actually act, right? (laughs) So like, you know, I hear they're doing these projects or whatever, and I love them as a person. So I like recommend them. And then I'm like, I can't recommend this person because I've never actually seen them act, act, you know? And that's just something to think about. Like, even if you're hiring friends for your projects, like make sure you have actually seen them act and they're not just that actor friend of yours. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, they're great. Their personality is great. And then- lights camera action it's like yeah but it's the same thing like you can't always just blindly trust recommendation even if it's coming from someone you trust (laughs) right because it's easy to get wrapped in that like oh okay cool cool yeah 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 totally yeah bob sue are gonna be on it and doing it it's easy (laughs) can't always trust bob and sue (laughs) i mean tessa i try it's still this faith You haven't noticed Ellie's made us slightly jaded? (laughs) We're still nice people that we swear. Not at all. No, it's just knowing, knowing, going under, looking over past the Hollywood. Yeah. (laughs) Glitter. Just being smart, really. Just being smart. That's why we're here. That's why we're doing the podcast. We're just sharing our journey as we go. And we're, we still, 
don't know anything but we're, we're, <laughs> but we, we're learning but we're learning and we know lots and i it's, we're we're so grateful to you guys for tuning in again mm -hmm. and we're excited for you guys to hear a listener who has a lot of great advice our um, guest our Not, guest yeah. yes sorry oh my god we our, don't have a kind of a caller yet <laughs> We're not, that We're not taking calls right now. But we are taking comments if you guys want to like comment, DM, Apple, that's just by, you know, reminder. Share, tweet. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, but yeah, let's end with some inspiration. Yeah. Um, so it's my turn, I guess. Oh, yes. I want to talk about the Twilight Zone. Oh. So um, Twilight Zone, like the old ones are on Netflix right now, and I've been watching them. Um, I love them. <laughs> but Jordan Peele is doing a reboot of them very soon, which I know we've talked about reboots in season one. I'm actually super excited for this one. Um, but I just one thing I really love about it is like there have been so many episodes of this show, like mm. years of seasons. Yeah. Right. And it's always something new. <laughs> I feel like the Twilight Zone is in the Twilight Zone. Kind of. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> like, and I mean, I'm sure there's been tons of writers on the show over the years, but like every story is something completely new and different. Ooh. And sure, you know, you've seen movies that maybe had this little plot in it or twist or whatever. But like to come up with a fresh idea of something like weird and Twilight Zone, -y, you know, yeah. for every episode for that long, huh. like that's super inspirational to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm really curious to see what he's going to do with it. I am, too. When, I don't know if he's bringing back old plots or new one. I new don't know. One, new spinoff, maybe. But yeah, Jordan Peele's also looking, I think, for I think you sent me a, a memo the other day, like writers, mm -hmm. too. So yeah, for his you, production any writers company. listening to this podcast, like, yeah, check him, check him out because he's. Yeah. He's Monkey looking... Paw Productions is the name of it. Oh, mm -hmm. perfect. Yeah. Well, that's really cool, Tessa. I didn't know well, that. I'm going to have to catch some Twilight episodes. Do some binging on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout-out on the show. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 